listening to Garbage Show, one of its first podcast network. You can attend the live taping of Witch Police Radio for free on October 1st at Torque Brewing. Visit our Facebook page for more information. Okay, so I'm in the back of a van, uh, <laughs> in the parking lot, with the, the down at the river. With uh, is this the entire band, or are there more? This is us. This is the whole band. This uh, is fawn us. chopper. Yeah. So uh, the best way to start this is um, if we can just sort of go around the circle of people sitting here uh, and identify a name and instrument, and people can put a name to the voice. So okay. start here, I guess. Cool. Back. Yeah, I'm Holly. Uh, I sing and uh, stuff, and that's that's about it. Sing and scream. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm Mike. I play guitar, bass, keyboards, and occasionally do backing yelling, but mostly just the guitar and the bass and the keyboards. Okay, cool. My name is Chris Sitters. I play drums, and uh, it's probably been about two or three years now that I've been drumming with Von Chopper. Cool. You're the only person who gave your last name. Okay. <laughs> We're all <laughs> saying. <laughs> Sitters. Very <laughs> formal. Maybe there might be other Chris's around here. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but these, this is the Chris, though. This other Chris's right. are all pale imitators. Right, 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 right. So you need the last name. Yeah. So I was looking at um, your Bandcamp stuff, what I could find online, and it mm-hmm. seems like uh, there's, there's more than I thought. I mean, it's been around longer, I guess, than, than I thought, but it looks like on some of the earlier stuff, it was just you doing yeah. everything. So what uh, was that stuff still Font Chopper, or was that a different project? Yeah. <sighs> Uh, basically what happened was I was doing my own thing, uh, and this other incarnation and then that stopped being fun. So I started bringing other people in and I had made a record called kind of red that's on the band camp yeah. thing now. And I had made this record and like toured it a little bit and then we switched drummers. Chris came in and then everything was kind of in a state of, we don't know what's going on for a long time. And I had made this record. I'd spent five years of my life doing it. We were playing most of it live already anyway. Okay. So I just went, all right, now it's a Fawn Chopper record. And it gave us material to play Okay. while we worked on new stuff, which we've since done. So Oscar, the coach and uh, woodpecker from the single, right? Yeah. That's the first time that uh, me and Chris and this other dude named Matt, the former guitarist had worked together. Okay. And then Holly came in during the recording of that, and that led to her being in the band, and now all of us have worked on, like, a full length that we're uh, recording on September 30th. So it's been an evolution from, like, me being a spaz by myself in the apartment to being, like, a fully-fledged, you know, live act where everybody contributes artistically, which is what I wanted to do in the first place. So when you were being a spaz by yourself in the apartment, did, um... Did you play live just with people backing you up? or No, or? I had like a drum machine, okay, yeah, yeah. and I went out there with a bass and uh, some keyboards, and I just yelled a lot. Yeah. And then eventually I put together, like eventually we got Matt, who Matt just left the band like a month ago because he went to go be a parent. And um, But prior to that, he played live with me, and then eventually we got a drummer, and then that drummer turned into Chris. Okay. Uh, the other drummer uh, was in another band. And then, um, and then me and Chris and Matt were consistent for about two years. And now it's um, me and Chris and Holly, and it's been like that okay. for well, it was me, Chris, and Matt, and Holly. This for years. This is rambling. This is the yeah. longest goddamn answer. No, no, no. I didn't any question. Yeah, I came on board last March. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So how long has this 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 trio been a unit? Is that since you came on board? Or uh, no, because we had Matt involved, right. okay. and then Matt okay. had uh, the other baby. 
July. In July. So July, this trio yeah. has been a trio for well, like a month. <laughs> okay. So yeah, yeah. And is this the trio that's recording? Recording? Like, yep. is the other guy involved in the recording at all? No. Or no. He, no. <clears throat> no. And I'll be honest. Like the writing happened primarily between Chris and myself. Okay. Anyways, okay. like when Holly came on, the songs were pretty much constructed, and then she wrote like all her vocal parts and everything on top of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then like. Moving forward from here, then it's like everyone's involved. Like, right. So, you know, the record after this one, uh, you know, you'll see like more of Holly's ideas, for instance. But up till now, it's it's largely Chris and I just being nerds in his basement and going, okay. how complicated can we make this? <laughs> so well, actually, <laughs> I'm usually trying to simplify it and he's usually trying to complicate it. And we somehow mm-hmm. meet in the middle where we're both moderately satisfied and not killing each other. That's probably good. You kind of Yeah, wonder, it's pretty sweet, actually. <laughs> So how do you guys, uh, how do you guys, I hate, I hate asking people this question because it's, it's an annoying one, but how do you define the style of music you play? And it's the reason it sucks is because there's so many subgenres or subgenres, mm. it's really easy to just get lost in that. But I mean, is there, if someone you meet for the first time says, hey, I heard you're in a band, how do you, how do you describe it? If I would say, I would say a mix of Soundgarden and Rush. Okay. Is that okay. fair to say? That's well, that's a lot of pressure on me to be a good guitar player. <laughs> but uh, no, as far as influence, right? Musically, okay, okay. musically, totally. Um, I think that's a good one. I mean, you can hear all our influences in what we do. I right. don't think we sound exactly like anybody else. Well, you probably don't want to. Right? It's obviously not the yeah, it's really cool. No, I'd be, I'd be happy to yeah. sell sound like whoever's selling forty million. Albums, right. Yeah, that's right. true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just I don't know. I mean. I always hate that question because I know I that I, I, I sound like the sum total of my record collection right, you know, right, filtered right. through real life. But yeah, yeah Soundgarden and Rush are definitely okay. in there. Devin Townsend and Nine Inch Nails maybe a little bit. Okay. And then Holly on top of that takes it like it's it's takes it to a whole other world. Like because I mean you hear my vocals on Kind of Red and there's right. a very specific set of things that I can do and it's right. extremely narrow. But when you have a real singer on top of it, suddenly it's like you can go to all these different places. Sure. Yeah. Same thing with having like you know an awesome drummer, where it's like now I don't have to worry about writing something in thirteen because I know he's got that. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Right, right. And so it's, it's really a lot more easy. freeing. Nope. Sorry. No, that was it. It's it's really easy to to like get completely confused with like subgenres it as is. well because I it think is. that's what causes so many bands to sound alike because they're like, oh, we're doom metal or this metal and that metal whatever right. whatever you want to say like i mean and and when i say it like i always say that we're like we're progressive metal and stuff right because it's just kind of the it's like the easiest way of saying it but it's also like it means so much because right. prog goes anywhere from you know you, you like tool rush and sure, primus yeah. Yeah, like yeah. i mean there's so many different well then it also goes off into like crazy wizards and fairies exactly and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah like there's yeah. so well, used many very used to maybe not so much anymore yeah yeah Actually, my only real beef about prog and the hesitance to use the term is because prog metal yeah. has become what like prog is now. Like I, I listen to, to stuff from like the seventies, and this isn't me saying I listen to better music. I'm just saying in the seventies, right? Like a band like Yes or a band like Rush or King Crimson, yeah, they yeah. can go from heavy to folky to whatever. Yeah. And then when Dream Theater happened, and again, I'm saying this as a Dream Theater fan, but like they brought the metal into it. Yeah. And then all the metalheads went, hey, we want more of that. And all the, you know, guys in prog bands went, hey, that's a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. And then you got, like, like, just, it's, it, I'm really, really burned out on how unprogressive progressive music is these days. Whereas, like, I look at bands like Neurosis or Radiohead or Bjork or whatever, and 
they're way more prog than anything that's like in the prog bin at whatever record store yeah. right now. And I mean, I even like a lot of the prog metal. I'm like, I'm not shitting on that as like yeah, a yeah. subgenre, but it's just become like uh, tiresome almost, you know.
dog sort of almost used just as like strictly to define something that's technical now though I feel yeah, like that sort of, of is now, yeah, yeah, like, sort of a loose it seems like it's a loose yeah term it's like now. oh this is complicated yeah. this is busy yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah busy right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean we're guilty of that for sure like we got a couple songs that are totally like riff tornadoes like I mean where Chris will be like here's a whole bunch of complicated math on the drums right and he'll give it to me and then I'll write some guitar and bass and keyboards to it and those are the songs where it's like I would never would have written that by myself. Right. It's in, it's almost it's over the top, but I feel like my love of '80s pop music somehow brings it back <laughs> right, to like right. not over the top. Right. And I I don't know. I'm hoping again. Like I like Busy, but I like a good folk song too. You know. Sure. Yeah. And so I, which is why like the direction Opeth's been going in for the last okay. few records doesn't piss me off. I don't know why prog fans are so pissed off by that, but whatever. It's it's, just, it seems like a very uh, specific subculture too, though the people who are that into prog. Like, so. It's really like, especially in this city. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I mean, yeah. you want you want doom metal, you want grindcore, or whatever. Right. You don't you want wanna, yeah. whatever. You can throw a dime and you'll find somebody who plays <coughs> a band that 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 plays that genre of music. Right. Not saying that it's, that it's bad by any means. It's just there's a lot. We should play there's that because apparently they're already making a dime. They're doing that. yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I mean, it's it's doing its thing, but I mean, like, we've got a few shows or well, a couple shows coming up in uh, September yeah. with local bands uh, or the local band, the Dizzy Mystics, um, friends of ours brought us on board for that. And those guys, like, I'm so excited to be able to share a stage with those guys because they really like, when you think of what Frog is is supposed to be, they, they completely encapsulated it. Okay, like, it's cool. Like, really really cool so we're we're like a heavier version of them in a way and they're like a little bit more like super crazy mathematical like super super mathematical but not hard to listen to okay. whatsoever so super jazzed to play that or cool. play those shows with them but yeah one interesting thing about the music on the new album we're doing is uh just i guess the process of our of our writing like typically mike's been like the mastermind of coming up with like mm -hmm. melodic ideas right. and, and song structure and everything and basically composition of all the parts and then he would send it to me and i would write to them or he because he's a drummer first so he would have drum ideas okay the chaos like, hey, songs thinking of something like this for this section can you kind of go in that direction sure but one of the other cool things with two of our songs uh uh i got instead of taking like a reaction role as a drummer and reacting to the music that i've been given i took more of a proactive role okay. for the first time actually ever and uh wrote all the drum parts first and like a general song structure cool. and then gave that to mike for him to to react to that so that was what he was talking about uh, earlier about uh you know writing stuff and, and things that he wouldn't have thought about and oh it's that was a ridiculous so, challenge i'd never done that before right because right? i'd always been like here like even as a drummer i've never stepped up and said here's the song i always presented like a bass line or something and then you just played to that yeah, yeah yeah so he gave me these parts that sort of like thematically went together cool. in a way that made sense again like being a drummer i could hear what he was getting at but I to go home and I'm just listening to drum beats. I'm like, what the goddamn hell am I going to put on this? Yeah. And then I'm taking like other ideas and kind of like reshaping them to sit on top and seeing what works. And then it's some, and it was it was a crazy challenge. And yet those are two of the songs I'm probably most proud of on this cool. record because it was like I had to go to a whole other place to make these things because he just you know it was like getting kicked out of the car halfway to the destination and I had to find my way to the rest. <laughs> yeah, of it. yeah. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. I forget. Why do we start talking about the writing process again? 
we were talking oh, about. Oh, because we were talking about like our style of music. And yeah, just, yeah. Uh, Prague I think like yeah. compared to a lot of Prague that's out there now, we're probably a little bit more on the um, like there. There's a lot of a lot of technicality and, and everything. So if you're a fan of that sort of thing, which I mean we are, uh, then you'll like it. But I think where we maybe stand apart from a lot of other Prague bands, just in general, is that it's a lot. There's a lot more emphasis on like the the the, the song as like a you know, the singability of it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the guitar solos, like, you should be able to hum those as you're walking down the street. Like, right. I Shouldn't need a calculator to figure them out, right? Well, no, you know, and I, like, I, I look at a guy like, like you know, you know, Tosin Abisi or whatever, right? Like, I 100% admire what he does and respect the effort that it took, and I absolutely am working towards that myself. Right. But I also love David Gilmour, and I love the whole, like, I can do more with one note than 1,000. Sure, thing. yeah. And I like both, but I I feel, I feel like we are sort of more like the you know on the David Gilmore side of it versus other bands where like they're more on the like I don't know showing exactly what they can do on the instrument thing. Which again, I admire that. I yeah. even enjoy listening to it most of the time. But there's a lot more space, I think, in our music. Is that in a Pink Floydy sort of way? Is that mm-hmm. caused by trying to make it more accessible, or is that just? It's not a matter, I think, of trying to make anything accessible. It's just a matter of who we are. Like, uh, Chris is a drum nerd, so everything he does comes out from a standpoint of how can I push the drums into a new place. He's pushing himself physically and mentally, too, which is good, because a lot of drummers are extremely lazy. And I say that (laughs) as a drummer. Right, yeah, yeah. But with... uh, for me, I grew up on 80s pop music. Like, yeah. as much as I listen to prog and metal and everything like that, it's got to have something you can hum along to, you know? And uh, if it doesn't, then what's the point, right. right? At that point, it's literally just a technical exercise. And that doesn't mean it has to be a two-minute song about, oh, I fell in love yesterday, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be anything like that. It can still it can be 10 minutes long. It can be an hour long. I don't give a shit. But <laughs> it's got to be memorable. And so you just, so that's, like, we have a lot more emphasis on, on is it a song versus is it a showcase. Sure. Yeah. Does okay. that make any yeah, sense? Yeah, it, it does make sense, yeah. 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 And again, like, I'm not shitting on bands who can showcase because I like that too. Right. It's just not where I, I get out of bed. Yeah, and know? we, right. it's more natural for us to just, it just comes out the way it is. It's, it's just what it is. It's okay. just, okay. like, how we collaborate. Also, I'm a major drum snob too. Like I, so it's a band like, full of drum. I just, yeah. so what these guys do, I'm always like, yeah, yeah. And if it's weird, I'm like, mm, <laughs> don't do that. That's stupid. But like, it's always, always awesome. And when it comes to like, even how I write and influences on my like for myself, I grew up with a lot of. 90s, early 2000s, new metal. I'm the baby okay. of the band. Right, right, right. If I have to give that away right now, totally the baby of the band. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like a lot of the music that I listen to is kind of like it's all over the board. I I'm heavily influenced by like early Mudvayne and Tool okay. and stuff like that. And um, but when it comes to writing, I'm just like a highly emotionally and mentally distressed human being. So I just <laughs> write what I whatever I'm feeling inside, and it comes out in a really weird scream. And I'm like, cool, cool, <laughs> it works. See, maybe that's why it works. Chris is like the well-rounded, sane one. <laughs> She's the emotional basket case, and I'm in the middle. I'm right. an emotional basket case who's also moderately stable. <laughs> maybe that's it why it works out pretty well. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know. I like I like moody cinematic stuff as much as the next guy right. so like again like for me 
the melody line is like my favorite aspect of music mm-hmm. and if it's not there then I don't care how busy or busy it isn't yeah yeah, yeah. and um, and I just I don't know I feel like that like when when people hear what we're doing I mean they're gonna be like oh yeah it's in 7-8 but it's like you can totally like sing that to yourself like the way and that's the probably the mm-hmm. Soundgarden's probably the best example yeah absolutely yeah, yeah yeah you know I mean Black Hole Sun yeah. has a couple of different time signatures mm-hmm. in it, and it was in mainstream radio, like and our parents know hit. it. Yeah. 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 You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, exactly. yeah. to be able to do that, to me, that's like the most transgressive form of art. Sure. Because you worked your way into the mainstream, and you shoved something that's going to make people's brains think, whether they like it or not, it's yeah, yeah, in yeah, there, yeah. and their brain's mulling it over, <laughs> and it's challenging them on some level. So then maybe like the next day, Taylor Swift doesn't seem quite so satisfying. Right, because subconsciously <laughs> they've heard, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a slow process, yeah. and it's yeah. a war that like popular culture is a war for your intellect. Uh, totally, feel like yeah. if you're going to be part of yeah, that, absolutely. you know, pick your side. Yeah, no, you can yeah. either make people stupider, or you could try to make people smarter. Making people smarter is a much longer road. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're going to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and go, "I did a good job today." But you yeah. can't hammer them over the head with how smart you are, because then they're going to be turned off. Right? Then they're going to think you're a dick, and they're going to be Taylor Swift is the best. You have to like really strategically, but really calmly, uh, make people think. Right. And really make them challenge their ideals and challenge, like, what they hold as priority in their life. Right. right? Like, I was showing a buddy of mine um, one of the demos, actually, and he just sat there and he was like, this is the coolest shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And he's like, it's just, and, and that's exactly how he described it, was that I can listen to it. And, and I could just, like, I could get baked and just, like, zone out. Right. But if you really listen to it, it's super complex. But I can, like, but it doesn't always sound super, like, um, congested or it's anything. Like, or not browbeating you like with yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Largely because I have none. And then there's that. <laughs> I have to make up for it in all these other ways. Yeah. It's like, beautiful. It's, it's very melodic. And I'm, like, it's an awesome project to be a part of. Because these guys are solid and they're really committed to, which helps a cool. lot. Should and they push committed. me to, to, like, get my shit together to... They've they've seen me go through all sorts of shit, and they're still like band practice, and I'm like, yes, you guys know what makes me smile.
Well, not to uh, focus too much on the the whole technical prog aspect of things, mm. but um, how do you how does that translate live? Because there's only three of you, and I mean, when you're doing something complicated, mm. is that is the <laughs> stuff you do on record? Is it reproducible live, like, or is it? Do you Whoa. change it? We'll find Welcome out. to my summer. Um, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I wrote music with a five-piece in mind, right. and I don't know if you've ever tried to form a prog band. And Not a prog band, band, no, no. But it's a really stupid idea. <laughs> and so we just we couldn't find a keyboard player to save our lives, and we had a guitarist, but then he left, and right. we couldn't find a guitarist who wanted the job, quite frankly, so I was like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> and I am not a guitarist. I own one but I am mainly a drummer. So um, there's a ham-fistedness to it. But basically, live what we do is I'm able to recreate, uh, well, all the guitar parts, obviously, most of the bass parts, um, and then the keyboards are being played off a laptop. Okay. And there's a okay. click map that he listens to. And then basically, as long as his shit is together and Holly and I are listening to him, Yeah. Uh, then we're good. Mm -hmm. And then it's a matter, I tap dance a bit to trigger this part or trigger that part. I mean, everything you're hearing is being started by someone on stage. We're not okay. miming along to anything. Right, it's not the lip sync, Milli Vanilli. No, yeah, God, yeah. no, yeah. no. It's, a, it's the same way that like Rush or Nine Inch Nails yeah, or yeah, whoever does sure. it. Like, yeah. They all do the same thing. I'm Devin Townsend. I mean, half of what you're hearing at a Devin Townsend show is coming out of Ableton. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Devin Townsend still kicks massive ass, and anyone who calls him on that is an idiot, and, like, they're focusing right. on the wrong thing. Right, So anyone who questions my use of a computer... <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, we made the music. I'm not going to leave perfectly good parts, like, out of it just because right. there's only three of us who want to do it. Right, makes we sense. We have right. the technology. It's 2017... There's laptops on stage. Get used to it. Yeah. I, I'm saying that to myself as much as anyone else. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. The whole time I'm like, well, is it going to be live enough? Are people going to like think that we're faking it? Right. And I've been losing sleep over it. Like I, I had, I had long flowing hair at the start of this summer, <laughs> and um, and so now like, and it's a process that's evolving too, largely because of the gear available. Because, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. We're all we're musicians, so we're poor as shit. So we got to make do with what we have. So right now, there are other parts in the song where maybe I go to do a guitar solo and you're, you're going to hear guitar and bass coming out of the PA for like eight bars. Right. I track mm -hmm. that at home in advance. I'm triggering it live. It's the best we can do. If yeah. you don't like it, join yeah. the band. Right, yeah. for sure. But, yeah. um, are you looking for more people? Like, are you hoping to expand it to a five? Or are you I good with know. this setup now? I mean, I like the three of us as yeah. the three of us, just as people. Yeah. Like, we're a good creative unit. We right. get stuff done in the way that like I've never experienced in any other band. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, we all get each other enough that, like, I, I don't know that there's a desire, let alone room, uh, right. for a fourth person right now. Like, I mean, it'd be cool to have a bass player, like, for live shows, just because then more of it's live. And then, again, yeah. like, it frees me up to pull off even more. Like, then I can start playing some of the keyboard parts right. with my feet or whatever. And that's part of the process, is the live show, like, we were making, the record's the record. And we're just, that's a whole world unto itself. Yeah. And then the live show is a whole different animal, and it's evolving as we go. So eventually, you know, as we can afford more gear, I'll probably be playing more stuff with my feet. And and so, you know, talk to me in a year. It, right, the process will be changed, completely yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's literally all I pretty much think about at this point. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a it's been a series of migraines and a lot of <laughs> manuals.
Do you uh, have a, a date for when the record's going to come out, or is that still sort of up in the air? Um, early 2018 right okay. now. Like yeah. We're recording the drums and the bass on September 30th and October 1st at Private Ear. Okay. And then... Um, and then after that, I think Chris is going to slip into a coma for about a month. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to be tracking the guitar at my place. And then we're going to do the vocals probably in November. Uh, so I, I don't know. We don't have an official release date yet, but most logically it'll probably be February okay. or March mm-hmm. of 2018. Like, we'll, we'll probably just, be, due to overexcitement, post at least one song as soon as we get the master. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then you know follow it up later. Like but a that's, cat with a mouse. Yeah, that's the plan right now. Cool. So. How many songs are, are you doing? Six. Six. It's about forty-five minutes. One of the songs is is technically two songs shoved together, so I guess there's okay. seven. But uh, it's you know like forty-five minutes, like a like a classic record used to be. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's three songs on one side, three songs on the other cool. side, and then you know. And all like each side works as as its own thing, but then if you're listening to it in one shot, like digitally, right, it still it works. Still works. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's like one of the things that I wanted to do, and I was adamant about this from day one. Was just like 45 minutes is our benchmark for the record. That's a good length. Because yeah. kind of red, I made 90 minutes of music, and the biggest hurdle was figuring out how the hell to put it out. Because I'm yeah, like, sure. I'm Captain Nobody from nowhere that nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> Why the hell would I press a double album? Yeah, yeah. Right. So. Yeah. I literally I spent two years just figuring out how to package that damn. So what did you do for that one? Well, I ended up putting out one of the a cover song as a B side, so that was out there. There's a whole other track no one's even heard that I just is on my computer. Okay. And then I mashed it down to like here's a good solid ten song or whatever it was listening experience, and just said okay never again. <laughs> and so with this record we had 45 minutes of music. Like we have other songs still like that are half finished, but right. that'll be on the next one. Right. So this one, we picked the, the ones that were the closest to done that added up to about 45, and then, you know, we've just been slaving away on them constantly. Cool. And, like, we try to get together at least once a week, but even outside of that, Chris and I are emailing stuff back and forth mm-hmm. to each other, like, almost daily. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, just constantly refining the process. I've never, honest to God, never worked as hard on a record in my whole life, which is probably why it's stressing me out the <laughs> So this is, I mean, I guess about the side one, side two, this is going to be a physical release? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it bloody well should be. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just that the reason I ask is because it, like, there's a lot of people now who just don't even think about that, which mm-hmm. is weird to me, but because I still listen to physical music pretty much entirely. Like, mm-hmm. But a lot of people, yeah, they just do Bandcamp or whatever, yeah, or iTunes, and that's it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah, strictly digital. So it's nice to hear, you know, it's always nice to hear when someone's really putting out a physical album. I don't know, oh, I sure. still like, yeah. I like listening to music. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, so do I, yeah. I'm all for the digital age and whatever, but... Not at the expense of the analog one. For sure, yeah. And yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it'll be on Bandcamp, and if that's how you want to listen to it, fantastic. I'm just glad you're listening to it. But I think the digital side of it's great if you have, like, you know, little things you want to put out without investing a sure. whole big PR it's... campaign in, So which is why we did the single like that. Yeah. And we might press physical copies of that single at some point. Um, might just do, like, a 7-inch vinyl yeah. or something. It's still, like, on the table of ideas, but... Uh, it becomes a priority thing. Like, we have X amount of dollars that we can spend on it. So, yeah. you know, what's more important, a single we priced last year or the new, the new album? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think, like, for full-length records, absolutely a physical component is part of the experience. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. I, I've bought albums on iTunes and forgot I bought them. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like, didn't, and then a year later, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then I'll listen to it. And I'm... I don't know, for some reason, whether it's a CD or vinyl, and I don't have a preference. Like, I, I like both for different yeah. reasons. 
you know, I like being able to put the CD on in the car, and then I'm checking the the case to see what song it yeah, is, or the sure. vinyl. I'm like, you know, ogling the artwork because it's huge, mm-hmm. and I feel like just releasing digitally you're shortchanging the entire experience you're shortchanging the listener you're shortchanging the art and you're shortchanging right. yourselves mm-hmm. and you know you it's more disposable right it's grumpy just, yeah. old man all you like but if you're gonna do art at least respect the hell out of it because mm-hmm. it probably saved your life at some point <laughs> right, right you know and anyone who doesn't anyone who thinks otherwise is lying to themselves right so well it's, it's good to hear i mean i agree with you on that completely i i I, you I should, because I'm very smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I still don't. I need all that Spotify and all that stuff. I just don't even know how to use it. Everything mm-hmm. I have is on on records or tapes or CDs, mm-hmm. just because I do most of my music listening at home. So I don't see a reason for it. Well, I'm glad that oh, CDs in the van. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly yeah. driving. Yeah, right. But I mean, it's nice that uh, the internet is great for finding stuff. I mean, like you know, I listened to all your stuff on Bandcamp earlier. Yeah. I don't have the physical copies, but like you know, if I went to a show, I would hope. That I'd be able to pick up a physical copy yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah. Well, exactly. you might be disappointed at these next couple of shows. <laughs> One day, yes. <laughs> well, at some point in the future, yes. Yeah. We, we at have, least we you'll have... be able to experience us. You know, you'll be able right, to experience right. what we have to bring to the table. The sights, and sounds, and smells. I'm super jazzed to see. You're the sound. She's like... excited on the smell. I was gonna go. I was just. <laughs> you're, you're the handsome one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have a lot of nervous farts. That's true. That's, so That's true. why you're on the other side of the stage for me. <laughs> well, he has downwind, downwind. His, yeah. his farts smell like, unlike any other thing, ever. Like, okay, you remember <laughs> when Professor eating? Farnsworth develops the smellscope in Futurama and okay, he can yeah. smell things in the universe, yeah. right? I feel like, like Chris's fart smell, you would only ever really experience in real life through a smelloscope if you're smelling the deepest reaches of the universe. It's a good thing you cracked a window in this van. And yet somehow, <laughs> two windows in. Somehow, because it's weird. It's like there's this. It smells like what I imagine, like if hummus went bad but was still a paste, okay. and that pasty texture. Was a the smell. smell has a texture. Okay, yeah, the texture. That's what pops into my head. I think of of like how bad is the hummus? hummus? I don't, I, we don't, yeah. And now I can't eat hummus because when I when I eat hummus, I think of Chris. Right. Oh my god. Oh, that's horrible. Now hummus the is amazing. world knows. What you can Chris's edit. You can edit that part like out. Oh, I'm not gonna edit anything out of it. If <laughs> you were ever know. curious and you see Chris, it's now how you no, know. but it's it's great because he only does it when he's nervous, which is how I know if he's not ready. Right. Because you. So we play like, like here comes the bridge. <laughs> yeah, Chris didn't practice. <laughs> which and then I'm sitting there thinking, neither did I. Thank fuck. Okay. Actually, yeah. uh, genius behind it is all part of my master plan of smell branding. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, here's so, this part coming up. Smell yeah. association. So as soon as people walk on the show and they smell like spawn choppers in the house, it's fully immersive experience yeah. where yeah. they can wait outside and have a smoke and then they smell it and come back in yeah. Yeah. or like virtual reality without the goggles <laughs> <laughs>
shows coming up uh, soon. Yeah. What can you tell me about those? Um, one is happening September 15th at the Merch in Selkirk. Cool. Uh, we'll be playing with the Dizzy Mystics. Um, they're, again, like a, an, an upcoming band. They've been working, like, really, really hard. It's kind of, their story is kind of uh, similar to this, actually, almost the exact same, where the... A lot of the late, Well, <laughs> the one, the, the main guy, like, the lead guy in the band, yeah. um, his name's Kyle. He is, like, the mastermind who, like, wrote all the parts okay. and then collected all the members kind okay. of thing, and now they're they're doing this and again music's awesome so that's at the merch uh i think the doors are at nine and i think it's like i think it's 10 bucks it might be five bucks at the door i might be lying it's on facebook check it out uh (laughs) fawn chopper is on those posters and stuff to see mystics have it and then um September 17th at the Goodwill Social Club. It's going to be an earlier show. Doors are at like 6.30. Cool. Uh, we'll be playing with, uh, there's Nugget, then we'll be on, uh, and then the Love Tongues and Dizzy Mystics again. So cool. it's just it's just great that we've been able to kind of make these different connections in the music scene and, and people who are upcoming, you know, progressive yeah, yeah. bands and stuff as well notice that it's again one of those things where it's like you know you've got your death metal crowd you got your doom metal crowd but you all they're like sludge metal yeah and 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 progressive music rock whatever you want to classify it as like it's there's this the scenes are there you know the the, the culture is there yeah. but it's small but it's upcoming so we have to just try to build each other up and keep each other going kind of thing you know in order to be able to to take over the empire mother foes <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah so september 15th and september 17th uh we'll be hitting uh those two cool. venues so yeah come check it out it'll be fun let me scream in your face and, <laughs> and then september 30th the album starts yes right. and september right. 30th so, yeah. the album starts so, so you got the next busy, little while. busy few months yeah and so we're staying progressive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I could open the tailgate in his head, I would throw you out of it. Uh, yeah. You're All lucky right. that this is not moving. At least it's not moving. Yeah, yeah. It has one functioning door. Uh, oh, is that the one we came in? Yeah. Right it's like the Duke's a hazard, but in minivan. Right. I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging. <laughs> I'm not proud that I drive a Dodge Caravan. That's probably good to carry gear, though. Oh, yeah. Say what now? Get the drums and guitars. No, it's not, because it's still a Dodge Caravan, and everyone looks at you like you're a pervert. Right. So it doesn't matter how much gear's in here or not. I have to slow down in school zones, and it's the worst combination (laughs) of guy plus vehicle to slow down (laughs) conspicuously near children. And I hate that. that. It's like the sign should just say, ha, 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 pervert. (laughs) And then just, yeah, that for a block. It's the worst experience. And I mean, like, every time I take my kid to school, I have to drive through three school zones one way and three the other way. And the whole time I'm like, I'm slowing down because they told me to. (laughs) You know, staring at the speedometer. I used to, my 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 second vehicle was a red Dodge Caravan. And people thought I was a soccer mom. People think I'm a yeah. soccer mom. Yeah. That's why I had to you, That's why you cut your hair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. I used to be so statuesque. <laughs> so, if, um, if people have got this far in the, in the show so far, and they, uh, they haven't heard you before, uh, even before this, what's the best thing for them to do if they want to find out more information or hear more of your stuff? They can come hang out at my house. <laughs> or, uh, I guess... We do have a website, and I ha- have been completely delinquent on keeping it up to date. Okay. Uh, so right now, 
Yeah. Either look us up on Facebook yeah. or on uh, the Bandcamp page, which is just fawnchopper.bandcamp.com. And okay. that's it. Everything we have commercially available is up there anyway. And YouTube, actually. If you want to check oh, yeah. out uh, Woodpecker from Mars and Oscar the Couch, which are the two that were recorded when I came on board. So okay. that's like the, the most frequent, uh, most recently released ones. Um, those are on YouTube as well. But Just, uh, this, just the audio? Just all of, those, well, but all like, of the audio is on YouTube. Yeah, oh, really? like all yeah. of them. But like if... When it comes, I guess, just, I don't, yeah. For with my vocals, Oscar the Couch is the only one that's out for you to be able to experience that. But everything else that, like, from, like, I guess, it was a kind of, kind of red. Everything's on YouTube as well, like, so, yeah. You say that like you don't know the album title, but you've learned the songs on it. No, I'm just. What what is it called? What is that thing you made me learn? What is it? Is it really so bad? No, it's amazing. Listen to it. Don't listen to it. I like the new record better, but I still think kind of. It's, pretty it's, amazing. Good. it's just a really unpleasant listening experience. <laughs> no, I, just like for you it's because amazing. you spend the time doing it. It is. Like, yeah. it's the most claustrophobic thing I ever made. So I totally get, like, I don't know the last time I sat through the whole thing. But individually, I think the songs are all fantastic right. for what they are. And but some of them are still in your set now? way more fun. Like, that's the big thing for me is, like, before, it was just one dude being miserable. Yeah. And now it's like, that's still the case. But <laughs> there are two other people having fun. So the music, like, honest to me, is just... More fun to play, right. more fun to listen to, and so hopefully it'll be more fun to watch. Because like that's my favorite thing about bands like Rush, for instance. Sure, yeah. Is everyone at a Rush show is is smiling because everyone's having a great time. Or same with like Iron Maiden, right? Yeah. Everyone's just having a good time, and I want that to be the case. Because like at at older shows when it was just me, everyone was usually in the audience going, "Am I on acid or is this guy yeah. doing this entirely by himself?" And then, uh, and it was just more of kind of like an art project, whereas now... Yeah, like, I can see that. Now it's, I don't know, I mean, when we, there are certain songs that are frustrating because we're still getting good at them, but the ones that we're already good at are super fun to play, like, I'm cool. having a blast playing cool. them. Like, Oscar the Couch is just an absolute it treat just, to play. Yeah, you're, it gets you pumped up, and yeah. it's, yeah, it's one of those songs where it's hard to know whether or not you should play it at the end or the beginning of a set. Like, it's right. just so good. You should just play it yeah. at the beginning and the end. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah <laughs> half and yeah. half or yeah. something. Strapping yeah. and Lad did that. They had to come and do encores once, so they just played the first three songs of their set again <laughs> because they were out of material. That's, That's awesome. Well, also want to say, too, um, yeah, like, on our Facebook page, you can contact us and stuff, too. Like, we typically respond, like, it says within a day, but, like, we'll probably respond even within the next, like, a couple minutes. If right. you have questions or anything or anything you'd like to know about us and our so love desperate. lives and, and who we date and stuff. No. Um, also, we also have, like, um, a little bit of merch. Um, okay. Some of the, most of the merch we have is, is from the previous, like, we Mike's preview before it was Fawn Choppers called Soul Killing Female. Right, okay. We do still have a little bit of merch from that too. So if you guys want to get your hands on any like records or, or shirts, we or do have whatever, vinyl. Like, like we have the seven yeah. inch of this uh, single that I did that um, was like this transition from solo to like full band. Okay, thing. Yeah. cool, cool. And so yeah. we still have some of those left. Yeah. So we have that stuff. Available. You still those shows, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we have yeah. uh, like proper Fawn Chopper shirts and then yeah. stickers that look pretty killer with yeah. our logo on. Cool. Them. So cool. I mean, and also but. like I'll just go ahead on record and say this too. Like if you if anybody wants any of that stuff and if you need it delivered, just message us and I can I'll show up with my pretty little self and deliver it to you and cool. stuff. So just it's yeah. And that's a pretty sweet deal because I used to be the one that showed up and I'd be like, <laughs> did I order him? Or <laughs> it's the worst escort service ever. I asked for a blonde. Yeah. <laughs> You're it's also like, not gonna get that if you if you. Me, it's so. like uh, it's like Molly made, except it's Holly. Holly, yeah, Holly oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> See, this is what Mike has to put up with. Uh, Chris and I. Is it really better to jokes. have it, extra people in the bed? He loves it. Depends what day you're asking me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's way better, honestly. Okay. Well, people should check out the band camp. They should obviously pick up the album when it comes out next year. Yeah, and they should uh, go to list of shows. Do you want to just remind the dates of the shows again? And we can plug September 15th and September 17th. The 15th is in Selkirk at the Merch. The 17th is at the Goodwill. Cool. Uh, you can find out about all the event page information on Facebook. I don't know why I'm waving my arms as if people can see that on <laughs> yes. the radio. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, we're obviously going to keep busy while we're doing the... Uh, um, like we might actually be playing again in October. I forgot okay. to mention that to you guys. Grandmaster wanted to play. Oh, wicked, So yeah. there are more shows on the horizon right. in between now and the record comes out. So, uh, you know, if you want to Facebook keep, is probably the place to go for that. Yeah, yeah. if you want to keep yeah. abreast of the mm-hmm. uh, right. comings and goings. Mm-hmm. That's the dirtiest thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> the pause made it a little dirty. Yeah. yeah. Abreast. The usual. I also like to live dangerously. <laughs> I watched that movie too many times. So if people want to hear more episodes of this show, go to wishplease.com, click on podcast. There's 250 by now. By the time you hear this, they're all there for free download and streaming the past five years archives. Uh, you can also tune in to UMFM on Sundays at midnight, and you will hear older episodes that are kind of getting a second wind. So it's September now. Mm-hmm. This could air in, like, March or something. And obviously the album will probably be out by then, right? So it's... Mm-hmm. It, you get, like, a double whammy. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just kind of extra boost for anyone who happens to be listening at midnight. And I wish didn't... all interviewers had that bang for their buck potential like you do. That's great. Well, Sunday at midnight, you know, it's prime time right there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely when people are listening are to radio. Are kidding? It's the internet. No one sleeps anymore. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I mean, this being the internet, you can just download this whenever you want. So hopefully people have, uh, you know, subscribed to the show and all that stuff. And yeah. Yeah. I, l- I love living in the future. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It's nice, yeah. No, this nice. has been super fun. It's been great chatting and allowing you into our little lives. This is like the second most fun I've ever had in the back of a van. And for three guys. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Do you know how special you actually know? 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 You know how special you actually know?